Hi ladies, Anna Sophie here and welcome to the PCOS Trainer Podcast. We're going to talk about all things PCOS, fitness, how to achieve root cause resolution and how you can lose fat without cutting out gluten, without cutting out dairy and really optimizing your body through strength-based workouts. So keep on listening. I'm excited to share this episode with you. Hi guys, today I want to talk a little bit about fatigue, why you're tired, what's causing it, and some things we can look at to try and improve your fatigue because fatigue can be really debilitating at times. And there's typically quite a few reasons why this could be coming up. Now, I want to mention, you know, we live in a pretty fast-paced world. We're always go, 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 whether it's work, kids, um, you know, overdoing it, this pressure, always looking at social media, always on our phones. It's very hard for us to decompress. And although being tired is normal when we're busy, We shouldn't be so fatigued that it's hard to get out of bed or even do things that we want to do. So I want to take a deeper look into things that could be driving this. And this typically comes down to a few key reasons that are causing your tiredness. So I want to talk about today nutrients, hormone imbalances, dehydration, potential under eating, um, maybe an underactive thyroid. Uh, maybe too much or even too little exercise, stress, as well as not getting enough sleep. So those are going to be the main things we talk about. I want to take a deeper dive into each one specifically, and more importantly, teach you what you can do to deal with this and to manage it and to finally have more energy again. So the first piece I want to really chat about is going to be your nutrients. So yes, There's a lot of nutrients that we tend to be deficient in um, and a lot of nutrients that actually help our body to have more energy. And in particular, this can be our B vitamins. So vitamins like B2, B6, B9, B12, these are all used in the process of converting food into energy at a cellular level. And when girls come into TFL, I often put them through what I call a metabolic reset. And part of this reset is really looking at increasing our B vitamins, um, nutrients that tend to help improve our metabolism. So fatigue, metabolism can go hand in hand. And this is one of the ways that we like to attack that. Um, Also looking at things like iron. Um, Iron helps us carry oxygen around our body. It helps with our red blood cell count. Um, So often when we're at high risk of low iron levels. It could be when you're menstruating or maybe even if you're pregnant. So a few things we can look at these is figuring out what nutrients are maybe deficient in your body um, and making sure you've got enough of them in your diet. So a fix that you can take here, like I said, we have a whole protocol we do with our clients, but one of the most important things I'd have you look at is having quality nutrient-dense foods. Some of the highest nutrient-dense foods come in foods like um, leafy greens, lots of quality vegetables, animal proteins like liver is is really high in nutrients, um, nuts, seeds, fruits, and vegetables. So taking these, you know, healthy foods is going to be our number one priority. Before we look at even adding in supplementation, we need to look at our diet, right? So diet's number one. Now we could take some um, vitamins to also help support those deficiencies, such as those high quality B vitamins that we talked about there. So that's going to be number one, right? Looking at our nutrient deficiencies, that tends to be a reason why we're fatigued. But number two is going to be potential hormone imbalances. 
big, big cause of fatigue. So when we look at hormones, the first one I want to talk about is going to be cortisol. And yes, I know we think cortisol is stress, but cortisol is a hormone. And it also is a hormone that dictates our waking and sleeping cycle. So our cortisol, our adrenals should spike in the morning and peak in the morning and then slowly drop throughout the day with our circadian rhythm and our sleep and wake cycle. However, if your cortisol is not hitting this nice mid-morning peak um, or it's kind of flatlined, you will typically experience quite a bit of fatigue no matter how much sleep you get as well as with other hormone imbalances. So this is important to note when you're you know, loading up on caffeine first thing in the morning spiking your adrenals, you probably already have a natural waking cycle. So one way that just simply changing the timing of your caffeine to later in the day, not late, like obviously you still want to sleep, but maybe, you know, a couple hours after waking instead of immediately can really help with that energy level if you're someone that uses caffeine. Um, But also looking at, you know, are we sleeping with our regular um, circadian rhythm? Are we supporting that? Um, Now we have to also understand that our key sex hormones like estrogen, testosterone, play a very important role in supporting our energy levels as well. So this is why we often feel our most energized around ovulation. But that's because both of these hormones are at their peak then. So when we look at our fatigue levels, it is normal to see them fluctuate throughout the month with our cycle, um, but you shouldn't be low all the time. So if you feel like there's potentially a hormone imbalance going on, I would highly recommend looking at some tests to look at your um, hormone levels, look at your stress levels, making sure things are in a good rhythm. Um, Now, tests can be really, really helpful, but making sure you have someone that can overview them and and look at what they're like. And again, shameless plug, but this is something that we do in TFL is is looking at where these levels are at. Next, I want to talk about under eating. So this is another big cause of fatigue. So so often women don't realize they're under eating. Now this can come in a few a few ways. One is that you're literally just not eating enough, which is a very big reason I see. Or two, your body's not utilizing the food that you're eating. So you're eating a lot of food and gaining weight, yet you're still starving. Your cells are starving, so you feel hungry. That ties into insulin resistance, which I'll get into in a moment. Um, but when it comes to you know food as fuel, we have to make sure we're powering our body. Um, and I think we live in this culture where we're taught you know eat less and less and less. We think 1,200 calories is enough, yet that's how much a toddler needs to survive. I bet you if you had a kid and you tracked what they ate, it would be as much as what you're eating often. So uh, I think we're taught, you know, eat less, cut carbs, you're not allowed this, whatever, but that's so far from the truth. And when we realize that food is fuel and we need food to sustain us, that's where we start improving our energy. And so often when I see women, maybe they're in a fat loss phase, they're not seeing results, I often increase their food their energy goes up and they're able to burn more calories in the gym, more calories walking, not being sedentary, and they're able to actually break through that plateau. So I want you to understand that, you know, we're all unique people. We don't need this calculator to tell us what we need. Um, Some of us need more food. Some of us need less food, but we need to understand that undereating can do more damage for you than overeating at times. And so I want you to make sure that you're trying to sustain your body through regular meals, thinking of food as fuel and not something you need to restrict. Now, as I mentioned just briefly before, another reason, and this kind of falls under under undereating, could be unbalanced blood sugar levels. So if you're someone with PCOS that experiences insulin resistance, 
your body has a hard time using those carbs and getting them into the cell, right? It's like a messenger that lets the sugar into the cell um, or into the muscle and able to use that um, energy. So your cells are literally starving because they're not getting enough energy. Um, And that's why it kind of falls under this under eating umbrella because you're eating food, but not the right foods. They're spiking your blood sugar and your body is, is a it's like craving food because it's hungry, yet you're having the calories being stored as fat. So how do we fix this? And I know blood sugar balance is a lesson in its own. We need to make sure that we're eating regular meals. We need a balance of carbs, proteins, and fats with each meal, making sure you're eating enough calories that your body is fueled and your blood sugar levels stay stable throughout the day. This is going to help manage stress. It's going to help with your energy levels, and it's going to prevent you from having those crashes and feeling so fatigued constantly. All right, so we've talked about a few things so far, but there's still quite a few other factors that we could touch on here. Um, Number four is going to be around dehydration. So this one's a really quick, easy fix. And oftentimes when, you know, clients say, I haven't seen results, or I hear women say, you know, they're not getting the results they need. I ask them, have you drank enough water? We should be having at least three liters a day, potentially more if you're in a hot climate, if you're very active. Having enough water is so essential for our body's natural energy production because our mitochondria, which are our cells, need hydrogen, which is found in water to make energy. So if you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling tired, make sure that you're getting enough water because this is going to help benefit you. So um, again, everyone, I can't give a generalized recommendation on water because it depends on your body size, how active you are. But if you're not getting two liters, that's a great starting place. I really like to see at least three liters in in many of my clients and potentially more if you're exercising and more active. Um, Another thing can really help with water consumption is adding electrolytes. Um, This can really help you manage kind of your potassium sodium levels, helps with dehydration, even potential headaches. And especially if you're upping your water intake, um, you may want to add some electrolytes in there as well. So that would be what the quickest fix for you is add some more water in. Where's your water at? Seriously, it's so underlooked and and so important to look at. Now, number five, this is... um, This one I see quite a bit as well. And I do have to say this is common in PCOS. So this would be an underactive thyroid. So believe it or not, there's a relationship between PCOS and thyroid condition. So if you're one of the unlucky few that has a thyroid and PCOS condition, it is very difficult to lose weight. It's very difficult with the fatigue you experience. So I understand that. But what we need to understand here is your thyroid is a gland that controls the speed that your body converts fuel into energy. AKA your thyroid determines your metabolism. And if your thyroid isn't functioning the way it should be, it can make you feel quite tired, quite sluggish. And this is often accompanied by other symptoms like weight gain or feeling cold all the time. The best solution here with thyroid conditions is we need to test first of all. There's quite a few tests we can get done. We don't just want our TSH. We want to look at our T4, T3, reverse T3, TPO antibodies. There's a lot we want to see when it comes to thyroid. But we also need to make sure that we're getting enough of these nutrients that help with our thyroid function. So this is things like iodine, selenium, zinc, iron. All of these play a very important role in thyroid function. And now if you're listening, remember I talked about kind of those minerals that, and B vitamins that we needed and now these minerals for thyroid. 
again, this is part of what we really like to tap into when we take clients through a metabolic reset and making sure their metabolism is optimized. It's looking at things like your liver health, your thyroid health, your gut health, your blood sugar balance. These, these play a very key role. And it's so much more than just the exercise and eating less calories. And, and I think that really takes me to my next point, which is that too much or even too little exercise can cause quite a bit of fatigue as well. So if you're someone that's exercising at a high intensity, doing really long sessions, this is going to tap into your energy reserves. And don't get me wrong, you know, exercise is so good for our health and being active helps balance your blood sugar levels. It helps with maintaining a healthy lifestyle and so many functions within our body. But if you don't have a lifestyle that's allowing you to recover, you can't train so intense. You know, if you're not like think of professional athletes, they train so hard, but they also have so much recovery time. So we need to start thinking, you know, am I recovering enough for my workouts? And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see women make. Going too hard leaves you exhausted, increases your stress, increases inflammation, takes you backwards. But at the same time, a very sedentary lifestyle also isn't great for energy either. You need to be moving your body. You need to be finding kind of a sweet spot between these extremes. And it takes a lot of trial and error. And that's something that we really like helping our clients with in Unlocked is really tailoring our exercise regimen around your cycle, around your hormones, around your imbalances, and finding what is going to work for you. And it often comes with monitoring your biofeedback on a weekly basis. So as I mentioned, overtraining does impact stress, but stress in itself is going to play a very big role in um, fatigue, in energy, in weight loss, in hormones, because stress, first off, it interrupts your sleep which is going to definitely influence our energy levels, but it also can throw all our hormones off balance. It can make us lose quite a bit of energy and really does a lot of negative things to our body when it comes to stress, increasing our appetite. Um, I could go on and on and on. So we need to make sure we have ways to manage our stress and be proactive about it. And there's a few things you could do in terms of supplementation, such as taking um, adaptogen herbs like ashwanda or rhodiola, but I just have to say that we can't out-supplement a bad routine. We can't out-supplement our stress. So we need to have lifestyle changes like meditation, journaling, yoga, taking things off your plate, slowing down, taking time to recharge and, and put yourself first is going to be huge in managing stress and in turn increasing your energy levels. And then, okay, so the final piece here, what can help with fatigue? This is going to be getting our sleep up. So this one is probably the most obvious tip out of them all, but I think it's probably very, very important. Sleep is really essential for our energy. And um, if we are running around crazy all the time, work, kids, everything that's on our plate, and we're not taking time to recharge, we can't be shocked when, you know, we're exhausted. Now, if there's things getting in the way of your sleep, maybe this is, you know, looking at your phone, scrolling Instagram at night. Maybe it's, you know, watching Netflix with your partner in the evenings. Um, maybe it's things out of your control, like having young kids keeping you up at night. We need to focus on getting more sleep and better quality sleep if you want to improve your energy. And I always say this, you know, we feel like we don't have time to sleep, but think about how much time the lack of sleep is taking away from the fatigue that you're experiencing. So I would really recommend just starting by making this a priority. Try to get eight hours backwards from your ideal waking time and set that as a bedtime routine. I say this to my clients so often, but 
we often think of setting alarm to get up early, but I actually encourage to be more strict with the bedtime. Set an alarm to go to bed because your body's going to sleep as long as it needs. So if you can go to bed earlier, your body's going to feel recharged, your energy is going to improve, and you're going to really see that fatigue start to diminish. So these are some of my best tips to managing fatigue, my best tips to helping you improve that energy levels to finally be able to do everything you want to do and not feel like the fatigue is burdening you. So try implementing these, all of these together, a few of them, whichever applies to you. And if you don't know where to start, shoot me a message. In TFL, we look through the lab work, we look through assessments, and we try to make a lifestyle and a protocol that works for you best. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope this was really helpful. And if you have any questions about fatigue at all, shoot me a message and I'll be happy to respond.